Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring the world's most amazing animal communicator ever, Laura Sinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, that's me. I'm Laura Sinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear your animals telepathically, those animals who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. So let's get on with the show. Happy holidays. How was your Christmas? Oh, it was so excellent. Did you see on our Facebook page the videos of the donkey's Christmas adventure? Oh, my gosh. They are so cute, and they are so, like, just well-behaved and so amazing. No, seriously, I have to tell this story. Do you mind if I tell it? Because I, of course so not. Everyone Please out share. there, where I moved, I moved onto this ranch, there are four donkeys, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, and Mo. They're ball miniature donkeys. Two of them are bigger than the others. And so I had this, my friend Tina, she brings all these farm animals to this Christmas celebration every year, and they've, all these farm animals walk down the aisles of the church, and then they go up on the stage. It's like my favorite day of the year because, seriously, it's so amazing because she dresses them all up. And then they, the, like, there's, like, goats up on, like, this big podium up on stage. It's just, like, unbelievable. So, um so I had it in me that I wanted to bring, you know, Eenie and Meenie. And so we tried, my boyfriend and I, we tried to get them into the VW bus. And they would, like, not get in the VW bus. And we're, like, feeding them persimmons. We fed them so many persimmons that they eventually got diarrhea. Trying to get them into the VW bus. And we've made this ramp, and which I thought was maybe going to break, but it didn't break. And they would go up the ramp, but they wouldn't go in the VW bus. So Tina is so amazing. She drives an hour out of her work, two hours out of her way to come and pick them up. So she picks them up on a trailer. We walk them all the way down the driveway, which is really far, and then they get in the trailer and they go. They go, and then she dresses up, she cleans them. We meet them at the um, Christmas celebration. They were so good. They had, like, so many people hugging them and kissing them. They had a bow around them. They had bells jingling off of them it was like amazing how good they were they were like smelling the sheep and like smelling the turkey and like like all these farm animals were coming up to them and they were going up to all these other farm animals that were all dressed up and they were so good and then we had to take them into the church. We had to go up this big ramp that made noise and stuff. And they were like, oh, my gosh, no way. And they just, I was like, come on, we need to go. And we had people behind them, and they just walked in, and they walked into the church, and there was all these candles. They were, like, awesome. And they held their poop and pee through the whole service. Oh, my and gosh. And poop and pee when we, got, when we came out. Wow. I was 
so proud of them. And so then, then uh, Tina's boyfriend didn't want us to drive his trailer home, so he went back to Tina's, and they spent the night at Tina's. And then in the morning, Jim and I went and picked them up in the VW bus, and mm-hmm. me and Jim and Tina got them in the VW bus. And then we drove them on the VW bus home. <laughs> what did they, they think of their whole experience? I think we should ask them now on the radio. Yeah, let's ask them. Okay. They're Eenie and Meenie, okay? So mm-hmm. awesome. I love them so much. And everyone was like, you must have put so much work into them. You have, like, the be- the most well-behaved donkeys I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> so much of them. Meanwhile, like, I just met them, like, a month ago. They're great. So, okay. Okay. Let's get them. Hold on. Yeah, and for, for those of you who are listening, you can go to our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Radio. You can see pictures and videos of them on our wall because they are posted there. They are adorable. And pictures of them in the church. Yeah. So good. And a video. So good. I wish I wish that the video was better and you, it was lighter and you could see more of the farm animals there because, really, it was, I swear, I wish I could do that every single Sunday. <laughs> I was like telling them, Eenie and Meenie, I was like, okay, you guys get used to the VW because we're going to a trip to the beach. We're going to go downtown. Like, <laughs> we're doing adventures together. So, That's awesome. I know. It's so cool. Okay, hold on. Let's get Eenie and Meenie. Eenie and Meenie, what do you think? Well, tell us about the Christmas adventure. Okay, this is Eenie. I had more fun than I thought I would. You said to get ready, and I couldn't have prepared for that. <laughs> the love that people had for each other was enormous. I mean, it was so much fun. And all the other animals told us not to be scared. They said, this is a good trip. And they said other people are respectful. Sometimes you go and kids stick their fingers in your eyes. But at this one, they don't. Probably because there's more adults. Tina takes her kids to school, too, or her, her animals to school, too. Okay, Miney, what about you? Or Meanie, what about you? You know what I got to say? My favorite part was the VW. The reason why I liked it so much, because I got to eat hay and move. And you were like, this is so cool. But that was your favorite part, like even more than going into the church and getting dressed up. But that was fun too, but it was scary. When it was over, I was relieved. I couldn't believe that we were inside. I kept thinking, this is not right. We shouldn't be inside. But everyone was like, look at the donkeys. And I was like, I'm special. Oh, my God, you're so special. They were. They were so special. So what we did the beforehand was like the day before, the two days before, we were, I wanted to bring the smaller donkeys. Because Tina kept saying small, small, bring the small ones. 
And so then, the, well, so then I worked the smaller ones, and they wouldn't get in the VW. So then I was like, let's try the bigger ones. And so then we were working the bigger ones, and they wouldn't get in the VW either. And so I was telling them, okay, about this Christmas adventure, and I was like, you guys choose which ones, who wants to go. And so then when it came time to load them up, the little ones were, like, running from me. And the big ones were, like, at the gate, pushing the gate. Are you still there? Or did I get disconnected? Uh-oh. Am I talking to myself? I might be talking to myself this whole time. Uh-oh. I don't know if I'm there. For all of you who are there, I don't know if I should keep telling you that you need a Christmas adventure. <laughs> How do I find out? I don't... Okay. Um... So, okay, everybody out there, I'm going to launch the chat room. I mean, I might have launched the chat already, but I need to know if you guys can hear me. Because if you can hear me, I'll keep talking. But if you can't hear me, then um, um, oh, I can hear you, says Rachel. Can't hear I, though. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and take a, yay, Pam one oh. Zero, zero, 001 can hear me in Chicago. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm going to take a caller and see if you guys can uh, hear the caller. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to take Debbie with her, with Alice Marie, the calico cat. Debbie, you are hopefully on the air. I'm here. Oh, good. And, and you um, are broadcasting, by the way. You're Yay. coming across loud and clear. Great. Okay, and Rachel says she can hear you too, so we're good to go. Okay, so okay. tell me, tell me, Debbie, what's going on with Alice Marie, and what's what's the story? Well, I remember last week you spoke with her. She has a she's a little calico cat, butterscotch and gray, with a little pink nose, and she we were having a, a problem with her not using a litter box, and she said that she would use pee pads if I bought them. Okay. Well, I bought I bought them, and she has been using them outside the litter box. We're still going to work on inside the litter box. But I was wondering if perhaps um, she understands that I have a disability and, and if she understands about my walker. Because all of a sudden she seems afraid of my walker. All of a sudden, she seems afraid of your walker? She was okay yeah, with just, your walker before? She seemed to be, and just this morning, she, uh, she's been gone since about 6.30 this morning. I went down to the car with my walker, and she bolted. And I'm sure she'll, she'll be back. You know, she, she, I'm sure she's right, right around the house. But something spooked her with my walker, and I'm, I'm wondering if she understands about it. I've been using it for quite a while, and I don't know what what the deal is all of a sudden. Okay, so we should tell her that it helps you to walk, and you make sure that um, that that it helps you so that you don't fall down, right? Right. And I wonder if she understands okay. well, the about the disability. Is, 
we really have to praise her for going to the bathroom on the pee pads. Like, that is the greatest thing. Oh, she's thing. a good girl, yes. We have to tell her, thank you for doing our suggestion. Okay, let's, yep, I let's get she... her. Let's get her. Hold on. I like going on the pee pads. I feel more comfortable doing that. Good. And mom told me I was good. She did. She told me I was good. True? You were telling her she was good for doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. What happened with mom's walker this morning? You were running after mom's running away. It was not just the walker. There was a weird cracking noise. And I got scared of that noise. Do you know what she's talking about? It might have been the walker on the on the deck. Oh. The sound of it. Yeah, so it was just the sound of the walker hitting the deck, honey. So you just got to get used to it. On different um, textures, it's going to sound different. I'm not scared anymore. Mom even called after me. I did. I have to ask something. Does mom's lower back and butt hurt her? Yes. Is it going to get better? I sure hope so. Maybe what we should do is lying down stretches. She should lie on her back and stretch her legs. Do you do that? I've been, yeah, I've been doing that. Oh, good. So she's thinking that that's helping you. That's good. You know what I think is really good to do is like affirmations. So let's ask her if she's got an affirmation that you can say to yourself to help you heal. Because maybe she's got an idea. Do you have an okay. affirmation for your, for your mom? My mom should say, I have a youthful body, and my body loves to be youthful. And when I'm youthful, I feel good about myself. So my body works, and I feel good about myself. And then say, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. She's more in tune with me than I thought. She's what, did you say? She's more in tune with me than I thought. I know. I, I mean, I believe that all animals are like that. That's why I say I know. But um, so do you feel like, like, um, that's so interesting that, that she's, yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, so um, that you should say that in for affirmation and see if you start feeling different. The other thing that I thought was interesting that she said, instead of saying to you, for you to say, like, others love me or others find me youth, she was saying for you to say, I love myself. So it's about you feeling useful rather than other people finding you useful. Do you know what I mean? It's not about them. It's about you. Well, she's right on with that. That's so cool. 
So, um, does she understand that uh, that about my family? Um, yeah, like they they understand everything about our lives really if they're paying attention. So, like, like they can see how other people react to us and how like our energy is affected or our self worth is affected or our thinking process because they talk via telepathy. You know, they can pick up all, like, our words that are in our self-talk that goes on in our heads over and over again or things that we, we talk about to our family or to our friends. Um, and then they also can see our energy fields around us and they can see it, like, like it, it always amazes me that they know, like, what, what fulfills us. Like, they'll tell, like, every now and then I'll hear, like, a cat or a dog tell their person, that they should paint. And the person will be like, I haven't painted in 20 years and my animal wasn't even alive then. But like if you have the thought of like, wow, I was happy when I painted and that like painting actually helped me in my life, they can see that thought and then so then they know that painting is good for you and so they bring it up. They do that all the time. It's amazing. Huh. So, I mean, not that all of them, like, I think that ones that have been, like, abused or post-traumatic stress, they have a harder time sort of seeing those, making those connections in our lives because they're dealing with so much stuff of their own. But the really healthy, well-balanced animals, they see all sorts of things. Yeah. I probably had lost connection with her because I was uh, in, a, in the hospital and nursing home for 10 months. And she had to stay with my friend. And I thought I had lost the connection with her. No, you don't. You don't ever lose that connection. And if you're away, if you have to be away from your animal for a long period of time, if you think about them every day and talk to them, they'll get it. Uh Yeah, they will get it. Well, you have to do those affirmations and then let us know how it goes. Give us an update. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, hon. And thanks for sharing your... Christmas photos. Oh, sure. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Oh, I'm, back. I'm back. I'm back. I don't know. Sometimes this, you know, internet interface, something goes, you know, well, weird, and I don't know what happens. Did you, see that? Did you see that banner on our studio? It says that they're having problems. Oh, I see. Well. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I, I just turned it off. So, oh. you know, I was like, okay, whatever, turned it off. <laughs> and then, of course, and then I had problems. Uh, okay, so I want to move along. Um, today we have a very special guest from um, Angel Paws Reiki. We have Robin. And Robin, tell us, um, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> it's Scove. Robin Scove of Angel Paws Reiki. So, um, first of all, what is Reiki for um, a lot of people who might not have heard of it? Uh, it's a form of energy healing that was um, has been around since probably the early 1900s. Um, Mikao Usui is um, the father of Reiki, or the one who developed the system. Um, in the West, we typically think of it as hands-on healing. Um, there's actually um, five parts to it. It's um, a very spiritual system, and um, it's a great way to develop yourself spiritually as well. 
Okay. And so when you talk about energy healing, what is the um, so what's the idea behind it? Like with the hands or how how can you kind of go into more depth about that? Um, sure. Well, the idea with Reiki is that we're all basically that energy. We're all, um, we all come from it. We all go back to it. Um, it's what we are on a daily basis, I guess, is the best way to say it. Um, but the energy gets out of balance. Um, for the animals, it's no, it's the same as it is for people. Mm-hmm. You know, things that happen to us, um, you know, disagreements with other animals in the household, um, things that have happened to us, and the energy can get out of balance. And so we want to try to rebalance it by reminding the body what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what called you to work with animals? Um, what, what called you to work with animals um, in your practice? Well, I've always been um, more of an animal person, I guess, than a people person. Um, you know, since I think my first memory was wanting my dog, and then I remember getting him, and then I remember things uh, from that point forward. Um, and then I just, I had a dog who was um, very sick, and there was nothing that anybody could do for him, and I sort of came across in kind of a bizarre way. <coughs> Sorry, I have a little cough. Um a person who said that I should um, try Reiki with him, and I said, I don't know what that is. But anyway, then I started learning, and I I found a teacher, and that just sort of started my journey on Reiki. I saw um, quite a bit of difference in the dog. Um, You know, I saw a difference in me. Um, I saw a difference in his relationship with with the other dog in the household. They'd never really gotten along. And so I just started doing it more and more. (coughs) Sorry. And then... um, I found some really good teachers who, um, Kathleen Prasad from um, Animal Reiki Source, and started studying with her. And that's, of course, her whole focus is working with animals and Reiki. And then there's a teacher who teaches uh, more of the traditional Japanese way of Reiki, and he's um, Francina from the International House of Reiki. And then working with them over the past, gosh, maybe three or four years, I has just really brought in the way I do things and change things. And, you know, I think that our animals need as much, you know, help, as much healing as people do. And right. I think that it's, you know, it's just a really great experience to work with them. Yeah, and I also read that um, a lot of the focus of your work um, deals with the kind of end-of-life issues and with animals. Um, what has drawn you to that sort of work? You know, I I don't know. I think that you just sort of find your niche or find the thing that you like doing. Or mm-hmm. That's kind of a weird thing to say that you like doing that. Um, I've always really been drawn to death and dying. I studied a mm-hmm. lot of um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, a lot of um, the Tibetan Book of Dying. Um, in college, I was a sociology major, but almost everything I did was on death and dying um, and related to the animals. Mm-hmm. And it was just... Uh, just topics that were interesting to me, and I realize they're not interesting to many people. <coughs> Jeez, sorry about my cough. Um, oh, that's okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, so I just started doing it, and then I had my own dog passed, and it was just a really great experience to be able to share the Reiki space with him during that time. And then after that, it just, you know, it was people, yeah, a lot of my friends have animals, almost everyone I know has animals, and you know, they're all going to pass at some time. And yeah. so I would start to offer, you know, if you know when that's going to happen, 
a lot of times we take them to the vet or have the vet come to us. And, you know, if you know, I can, you know, share the space with you. And it makes it just a better experience for the animal. It makes it a better experience for you. It's not that it's going to be less sorrowful, I guess. A lot of people seem to think, or, you know, a lot of people have the idea that, it will take away some of your grief, um, you know, and they don't want that. They, you know, they want to be sad. They want to, you know, they want to have that experience. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't make it less. It just makes it, I think, easier. I think yeah. it makes the journey easier. I think it makes it more pleasant for you, more pleasant for the animal. There's less stress, less, you know, there's just less of the negative mm-hmm. aspect of that and more of the positive. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um I just I just actually finished my uh, thesis on death and dying, so I oh, kind of have an interest in that too. So you're not alone, and I really appreciate <laughs> the work that you do because I think that it is important, and we do have tendencies to kind of brush away death and you know things that make us sad and that sort of thing. So um, thank you for the work that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about um, who we're going to be talking to today? Who is Baron? Um, Baron is actually, let's see, Nancy Stone, who does the booking of the um, people for this show. Um, she has a friend whose name is Sue, and it was Sue's, Baron is Sue's dog. Um, and they had, Nancy had contacted me to see if I could share Reiki with Baron. He wasn't doing very well. Um, and so I had agreed, and we had set up a time. And for some reason, there was a delay. I can't remember why. Um, and I was really concerned that he wasn't going to make it to the time that we had set up. So I went ahead and did a little session with him ahead of time. And he seemed, you know, he seemed fine. He seemed okay. Um, but he did seem really, really tired. And so then I wasn't terribly surprised to find out that he passed before or that he was, they were going to have the vet come out and help him to pass um, before it was going to be time for our session. Mm-hmm. So I offered at that time to, you know, to try to share the Reiki space. I was going to be at work, but, you you know, I can generally kind of work that in a little bit. Um, so I did, and um, I think that it was a better experience for Sue. It seemed like it was a little bit better experience for Baron. Um, you know, he'd been kind of anxious. You know, it's hard. It's hard when you know that it's coming. Um, I think that it's hard for the human to not kind of put some of that anxiety onto the animal. And I think it's a little hard for the animal to kind of, you know, it, it's we don't know it's going to happen, and you know nobody knows, and it's, you know, it can be a, a difficult time for everybody. And if the person's stressed and, you know, worried, and it's, you know, it can make it worse for the animal. So it just kind of helps to smooth out the rough edges and make it a little bit easier. Right. And what are we going to be asking Baron today? That I'm not sure. I thought, sorry, I thought that um, I, I thought that uh, Nancy and Laura had worked that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, what they were going to talk to him about? Yeah, we can ask Maybe. him just like how, um, like how that experience was for him. So we want to say that that uh, Baron was a, a very good friend of mine for a long time, as to in her other docs, and um, I knew Baron very, very well, and he had. Um, he had some really bad seizures, and that made him very sad and very anxious at times. And um, the story that I sort of heard and sort of also had spoken to Baron about is that 
um, Robin had given Baron an unbelievable amount of peace. And that that time that Robin had been drawn to work on Baron, you know, unbeknownst to her that he was getting ready to pass. And I had heard that Baron was very, very, very peaceful before his passing. And that wasn't really Baron's temperament. Baron's temperament was to be more nervous and anxious. So her work did bring an enormous amount of peace to Baron, which brought an enormous amount of peace to Sue to see Baron so comfortable right beforehand. So, um, and I've spoken to other dogs that have used Robin, and um, they've also found a lot of um, just just the healing, but also just an over overwhelming sense of calm. Um, okay, so let's get Baron and ask him what that experience was. Uh, hold on. He says that he wants to tell Robin thank you. That she helped me heal. Baron, what do you mean that she helped you heal, heal since you passed away? What does that mean? It means that she brought parts of my spirit back to itself. I became more whole so that I was able to leave. He said that he felt shattered before. He said it made his body not feel as anxious, um, but that sort of is like an understatement because it's that feeling of, you know, that like restless leg syndrome or like that feeling of having like ants crawling on you. A lot of animals that have seizures have that feeling. It's like that electricity feeling. So he was, that was able to subside. And I was able to concentrate a greater energy that I was going to move into. It helped me let go of my body. And that I'm really thankful for. Can you tell Robin she did a good job? <laughs> it was cute. Aww. So nice. He was really great to connect with. And I think he makes a really great point that um, there are many ways to heal and they don't always come out the way that maybe we want them to. When we think of healing, we think that we're going to be healthy again and we're going to be well again. We're going to not have whatever the disease is or whatever the thing is that, you know, is bothering us. And sometimes when we heal, sometimes we heal and that allows us to pass over. Mm. It's not always, you know, there's many, many ways to heal, and it's not always in the way that we think. And that's, I think, one of the most important things about Reiki is that you really just let go. You have to let go of everything, and you just hold this space for them, and you just, you know, it's for the greatest good, and you have no attachments to the outcome, and you have no attachments to what's going to happen, and you just let it all go and just let it be. Mm. Robin, I, I read some of the notes from some of the animals that you've worked on, and um, and you talk sometimes about, like, their feelings or sort of, like, what you got from them or what you said to them. And, and so, like, to me it seemed like you were actually talking to them, too. You were doing telepathy or, um, 
whatever you, uh, whatever you, you would like to call it, or animal communication, do you feel like Reiki has opened you up more to be able to like feel their thoughts and feelings back? Sometimes. I think it's easier because you're kind of just in this space of kind of nothingness, um, and, you know, you're just really connected to them and you and it seems you know and kind of everything I don't get a lot from them um it's funny whenever if it's an, if an animal is getting ready to pass over that's usually when I get the most um mm-hmm. you know a lot of times it's just an overwhelming sense of grief um sometimes they're just so you know sad to leave their person and they know that it's going to be so hard on their person um, and, you know, you try to reassure them, and, you know, it's just a change of form. You're still going to mm-hmm. be with them. It's just a different form. Um, you know, and you try to reassure their person the same way. But, um, you know, sometimes I get little bits of communication. I was never very good at it. I took, I know you studied with Carol Gurney, and I took all of her mm-hmm. classes. I lived just really close down the street from her, um, and I never quite got it. Um mm-hmm. But I do find that it makes it a little bit easier. And I think, again, it's that you're just completely releasing all expectation. And, you know, mm-hmm. I try to let them know what I'm doing. And, you know, I just tell them, like, if you have something that you want to communicate with me, you're going to have to make it super clear and super easy mm-hmm. for me because that's mm-hmm. not my strong point. You know, otherwise we'll just sit here and we'll just be in this space and we can just sit in this space together and just have a, you know, have this time and just share it. Mm. I think you are getting it back a lot more than maybe you're giving credit for. And maybe sometimes when you're not getting it back or you don't feel like you're getting it back, maybe that's all they want to do is sit in that space with you. They're not sending you anything. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's fine. And, you know, I think... Yeah, because even the way you said it, like, they said that they were, like, like, you could pick up that they were scared to go. And, you know, like, you... I would think, like, if someone who's just sending energy, they might not even feel that at all. But the fact that you could feel that is you getting it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I think that, um, you know, part of it, too, is I guess I was sort of trained where, um, you know, you kind of separate that, you know, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, there are practitioners who can do, you know, who do both or who mm-hmm. do multiple things. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's great. And they have a really wonderful and beautiful gift. Um, mm-hmm. But it does really take you kind of back into your head um, mm-hmm. to have that sort of conversation um, where, you know, you really just want to not be in your head. You really just want to be just kind of with the universe. You know, it sounds kind of hokey, but, you yeah, know, you're no, just kind I of in it. this place and you're you're just not thinking but um you know and then to try to think of something it really kind of takes you out of that space and back into a real mental place Mm. so for me anyway i you know i try i try to separate them out if if there's going to be any sort of communication i try to have it at the beginning or the end and then Mm. that whole middle space i like to just sit there and you you can get so much just from there um, you know, just from sitting there, you just get these feelings about them, and and just it's just such a really wonderful, wonderful place to share. And Robin, yeah. um, tell us um, how can people get in contact with you if they want to know more about this, or if they want to get in touch with you to work with their animals and with them. 
Um, I have my Facebook page, um, which is Angel Paws Animal Reiki, um, or by email, and the email is angelpaws0317 at gmail.com. And we'll make sure to put that up on our website, which is uh, thepetpsychic.com and our Facebook page as well. So if people are interested in uh, getting con- in contact with you about um, you know, Reiki and working with their animals, uh, they can do that. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk to Baron about? Yeah, Laura? Um, Robin, Laura? <laughs> gosh, I guess just, you know, I just am so grateful to him for sharing that space with me, and especially at that time in his life. I know that there's a lot going on, and I know he was really bonded to Sue, and to have sort of this other person kind of come in, it's, you know, it can be an intrusion. Um, but he really wasn't. He was really receptive, and he was very, very gracious. And it was just, it was such a nice experience to just be able to share that with him and to have you know, to have that time with him. He says, thank you, Robin. He says, you're a part of me now. Oh, he was a beautiful soul. Well, Robin, thank you so much for being a part of our show today and telling us about Reiki. Well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks. That was uh, Robin Scope from Angel Paws Reiki. And you can contact her at facebook.com slash Angel Paws Animal Reiki. That's Angel Paws Animal Reiki. And we'll have that posted up on our site as well. So if you've missed it, you won't miss it because it will be on our page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. Um, so now we are going to move on to this very interesting story about this Shih Tzu mix who's on our Facebook page and uh, Jennifer and her family just uh, rescued or got this um, animal uh, about two months ago and they can't come up with a name. So apparently the <coughs> shelter named, it Dust, named him Dusty but um, right now his, uh, none of the names seem to be working. That's correct, right? Did I explain this right, Jennifer? Okay. That's correct. (laughs) So right now, he's known as? Right now, he's known as Wooly or Wooly Bear or Bear. I'm not sure. Um, All great names. They've tried a few names, yeah. So my parents adopted him, yes, about two months ago. And um, he came in as a stray. So I don't know if he's stuck on the name that he had in the past. Or if he just doesn't like any of these names that they've tried, like Dusty, Wooly, Wooly Bear, Bear, um, they tried Buddy, um, but he just doesn't acknowledge any of them. But um, I also asked my mom if he was deaf, but he's not. Like, she says that he hears food, so <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's just a name that he's just not liking. So, I mean, but he hears food. I mean, he could smell food. Does he look like he comes to other things? Um, I don't know, because I know, like, when he's out in the backyard and they try to, you know, have him come in, he will run around the yard, and my mom does have to, you know, kind of chase him around to catch him to bring him in. So I really don't know if, if it is, like, if he does hear or not. Okay, let's ask him. Okay. okay. Hold on. I do hear. 
I just haven't, I don't have a name yet. I would like more of like a sophisticated name. Like William. Like a name that's longer. And maybe like third generation. What do you mean third generation? You want to be like William the third? What is that? What are you talking about? I want a really powerful name. Wooly is kind of a cool name, like Wooly Bear, like Wooly Mammoth. That's, like, pretty cool. No, I don't like it. I need a name that says you're the best. That I've searched the universe and I've found you. I don't want a QC name. Now, if they try a name, will he let them know? Like, will he, like, yeah, look you, at them or anything? Yeah, yeah, let me see. you got to at least, like, acknowledge them, though, okay? So, like, if they tell a name that you like, you've got to acknowledge it. Maybe, like, Jonathan? Kind of like a longer name. That's interesting. He likes, like, William, Jonathan. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. a person, a human. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was a human of past a life, and he's like, what? Like, how come? I don't get it why you want those big, long names. <laughs> it's more fitting. You know someone in our chat room, uh, Rachel uh, says Sir William, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> what about Sir William? That's a good one. I like this William. Oh, <laughs> Jonathan. He wants to be a human name. A long name. He wants a human name. And a sophisticated name. Okay. Uh-huh. Maybe he's, he's, he's British. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, huh? What do you want to What do you want to tell Jennifer? You want to thank you for caring. If it wasn't for you, I'd be stuck with another name. (laughs) Yes. You have really been concerned about this. (laughs) And I have to tell you something. You are one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. I mean, my parents are cool. You're like the kind of person that I could snuggle under the covers with. Oh my huh. goodness! Does he does he do that with you? Um, I actually have never met him. <laughs> you never met him? No, I live in North Carolina, and my parents live in New Jersey. I always ask about him when he's when I'm talking to them. Maybe he's talking about my mom because she snuggles mm-hmm. with him. I think he's talking about you. I think he's talking about you, too, but he's never even met you? No. (laughs) So what, you just know we're on the phone? Yeah, of course, but you snuggle with your mom. Yeah, my mom is cool, too. (laughs) But Jennifer has been really concerned. Maybe if he's snuggling with her and he's on the phone with you, she he gets it all. 
Maybe, because I'm always asking her, or asking her, like, does he have a name? What name is it this week? <laughs> like, can you pick a yeah, name already? <laughs> he doesn't have identity that's, crisis. <laughs> that's it. That's so funny. Aww. Oh, oh my God. Well, let us know well, if they do end up with a name, and if it is William or maybe not a different name, but uh, well, keep us posted. Yeah, you really like William. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Wow. He, I, you know, we've had this conversation before with other animals, but it always seems like animals don't care all that much what their name is. But this guy, he cares. This guy does. Yeah. I mean, some of them do care, though. Like, Storm, yeah. it took me months to name him. So what did he do? He, he had no like, name for, like, three months? Yeah, for like two months he had no name. His he was I would call him Little Man, and like he was snuffy for a while after his dad, and he did, nothing ever fit. And then finally I found it, Storm <laughs> King. He was named after a mountain. Oh, that's so cool. I know, but sometimes that's just it. And he's saying like, no, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. Yeah. But I wonder I, those too. Oh. It's like he might have known like a William in a past, in in a past life or before he came to them. Yeah. Hmm. William. Like I always think like it's funny when animals have like people names. Even I don't know why that's funny to me. I know. But I I think it's really cute. I think it's cute too. I know a Fred. William. <laughs> yeah. And Herbie. Well, hey, our old cat was Henry. That's right. <laughs> and Rosa, Rosa's like a person name. Yeah, and Luca's a person name, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> name really, that. That's a long name, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to um, another call. And we're just going to go random this time. So listen for your number for the last four digits. I like this one. 1944, you are on. So tell us about what is your name, what is your animal's name, and what kind of species, male, female, age, description, what do they look like? Okay. Hi, Laura. (laughs) My name is Cherie. Um, You've talked with my cat, Keegan, before. Um, I put his picture on Facebook. He is a male cat. He's three and a half years old. And um, he and uh, we have been fostering a kitten, um, and Keegan has seemed to got uh, gotten pretty attached, but now's the time for the kitten to get adopted, and I'm wondering how Keegan... Oh, no. <laughs> and so what do you, when you say he's got attached, what happened? How is he attached? Well, well, he just, he loves him to death. He licks him clean. He plays with him all the time. And I I really talked with him. Um, when we had talked, you had told me that he really wanted a kitten. But I felt that fostering, we could help a lot more cats. Um, and so, um, but I've been taking him to the adoption fair but I just want to know how Keegan, if Keegan is still wanting to foster because he's a very good uh, helper. He he teaches uh, the the um, 
a chapter how to, you know, what's too far, what is good manners. He's teaching all of them that. But I just want Keegan to know if Keegan realizes, uh, understands completely what's happening. Okay, so now remind me this. Did did we tell Keegan back then that you were going to just foster? We said that mom was going to, he was advocating strongly for a kitten. And we said that mom was going to either think about fostering or adopt a kitten. And we decided to foster. And you and so did you tell him you decided to foster? I asked him. Um, I, I yeah. talked it over with both of my cats for, uh, quite a bit. And based on the communication I got from them, I felt like it was very positive. Like he really that that's fostering was good. Okay. So I just want yeah. to make sure that he was clear that it was a foster, not his kitten. Right. I tried to okay. be very clear that. Okay, let's get Keegan. So happy to talk to you guys again. Keegan, honey. Yeah. This is a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> Mom, it's just a problem. Can we keep this one? And then foster we can't foster. Other? We can't foster anymore if we keep this one. Oh, Mom, here yeah, we can. We can keep this one? No, it's and, not a but possibility. But I'll help him not get attached. Yeah. No, it's not a possibility. Keegan, honey, it's not a possibility. This is really sad. Mom, don't break my heart. Oh, my goodness. Mom, um, we're just like good friends. And what was kitten that? Is not gonna, she, he said that they're good friends and the kitten's not going to be able to survive without him. Keegan, though, okay. that's not true, okay? Because you're doing a lot of good. You're getting him used to other cats and, you know, you're giving him, you know, a solid foundation of being loved. And so then when he goes to his new home, he's going to know what that feels like and he's going to be able to accept it from others. So it's really good, and you just say you be really strong and say you need to go to an. But that's so sad. I don't want to. Okay, this is what I was afraid of. Oh my goodness! What do you do? Well, Keegan, I I thought that Mom has a real strong passion to help socialize other animals, and I thought we were going to work together. That we would we would we would socialize help all kittens and people by getting socialized animals to the other people. Yeah, mom, but we got to keep the first one. <laughs> That's not how it works, Keegan. Keegan, honey, it's not how it works, baby. I'm so sorry. How do I say goodbye? Well, I ever be, see him again? You probably won't see him again, but you you can be contacted together. You can talk to each other. You can connect with him because he loves you and you love him. That's true. That's a good point. How old is the kitten? The kitten is uh, eight months old. Eight months? Yes. He was very oh, ill. So 
And so we, he's pretty well established to the kitten. He's not like eight weeks. Yeah, we have only we've had him for four weeks. Um, and I, he's on the picture. The the kitten's on the picture, but um, I don't see the picture. Oh, I posted you, it to your page. I don't see it. I I couldn't find it either. I wasn't sure. Did you post it oh, on? Oh, uh, did you post like it to radio? my private page? I might have. Oh, um, that's possible. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. You posted it to the private page um, instead of Pet Psychic Radio. Okay, there he is. I see him. I'm going to share it to Pet Psychic Radio. Um, What do you do? I'm so worried for him because he is eight months old, so... Yeah. Oh, I can't share the link because of permission settings. Okay. I'll post it here. Uh, I'll post it when we get off the phone. Yeah. Okay. So that's a cute little kitten. Yeah. What do we do? Is there any way that Keegan can get ready to, to help him move on to his new family? Let's see. Who is the family? Can I meet them? Well, you can meet them because they're going to be coming to the house. Yeah, Keegan, you can meet them because they're going to come to the house. If I don't like them, then he can't go. That's a fair deal because I would ask your opinion anyway. You just tell me. But here's the thing. You can't not like everybody. But, Mom, I'll know if somebody's good or not. Okay. That's a point. But you should think about keeping him here. <laughs> yeah. It would be a really great thing. We kept our first foster. Uh-huh. Well, then we wouldn't be fostering. I don't think your mom's buying it, but I'm so proud of you that you've done such a good job healing this little kitten. You've done such a good job, and mom wants you to help other kittens. And so there's only room in the house for so many. Okay, sweetheart? So you've got to let that one go through you, and you can now pick the owner, and that will be really great. So you just got to let your mom know if you like them or not. This is going to be really hard for all of us. Oh my yeah. God, he really got attached. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think giving him giving him the um, the choice of the person is really going to help because I think once the new home comes, uh-huh. these are good people and. The kitty's warming up to them, then it's going to be a lot easier. Okay. But, yeah, call us back and tell us how he's doing, and maybe we'll talk to him again and find out how he's healing. I will. Okay. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. You too. You too. Keegan, you can do this. You can get through this. Yeah. Keegan can be, you know, you can be like the – 
such a good helper. You've already been such a good helper, so this is going to be it's good for you. It's a tough one because yeah. I see what Katie says, you know, mm-hmm. where he helps and then he gets attached and then he knows he's never going to see them again. That is hard. I know. Well, that's why, like, fostering, I, I mean, it would be hard for me. And so I'd probably be more like Keegan, where it'd be hard for me I, to let, let go. I'd, like, keep them all. I know, And then I'd right? have a hoarder, hoarding situation happening in my house. <laughs> oh, Keegan, I get it. Um, you can handle oh, it, Keegan. You can do it. So now it's time for Words of Wisdom by Storm King and Friends. And today I'd like to ask Stormy a special question maybe between him and some of his other friends and family members. Uh, Does he have any New Year's resolutions? And does he have a New Year's resolution that he would suggest for you? Okay, Stormy, did you hear? I want that you for words of wisdom if you have a new year's resolution for yourself and do you have one for mama what do you think i do have one for myself what's your new year resolution bud i'm going to wake up with better thoughts i thought you always wake up with good thoughts what do you mean I just want to wake up with my body feels good instead of ow. Mm. Aw. Aw, buddy. You're such a good walker, though, still. But I could think more positively. Okay, you're going to give yourself an affirmation to wake up for in the morning? My body is flexible and I feel good. Mm. Oh, good what one. What about me, Storm? What's an app for me? What, what is something that I can do? What's my New Year's resolution? Do you have one for me? Yeah, that you're going to write a book and get it done. I know, honey. <laughs> I've got a problem with getting it done, huh? don't I? You just got to, like, do it. I know. It's so true. Well, he's got my number. Yeah. Uh, Does he have any messages, New Year's messages for everybody else listening? Stormy, do you have any New Year's messages for anyone else? Yes, I do. Okay. What is it? Take a moment and think to yourself what feels good inside of you. Reiki comes from your heart center. Think about in your heart how your life is and what makes your heart grow. And then be disciplined. And if you have a hard time being disciplined, have a calendar that you see every day. And make sure every day you do something to make your heart bigger. That's good advice. That's great. Thank you so much, Stormy, for sharing. And tune in to the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week to talk to the animals. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com, and we'll see you all next week. Talk to the animals. Talk to the animals. She can talk.